from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we've got a tremendous hour for you as in 15 minutes we're going to be joined by Tom Cunningham. He's one of the better sports statisticians that you're going to find out there. Does a great job taking a look at college football, college basketball. He has joined me for a wide variety of things. We're going to be talking a little bit of basketball, a little bit of football with him in about 15 minutes. And then in about 45 minutes, we're going to be talking some NFL with Grant Mitchell. He does a great job as a co-host of the Fade the Public podcast and does some great work over at Forbes. So you're all locked and loaded there. And we're going to be taking a look at some college basketball here in this hour as we've got my DK Nation right up and Hey, we're starting to get warm once again. We're on two in a row. Kent State, the only sweat they had in this one is whether or not Kent State was going to be able to win the game outright. So nice to be able to avoid the late game situations because those have not necessarily been going our way. But when you don't have to sweat at all, that makes things very, very nice. And hopefully we have found one for this Tuesday as we go to 627, 628 on the board. James Madison, they are going to be on the road. They're going to be facing off against Virginia. Hopefully James Madison has a little bit of hope because one on five would not be too easy. Our nation's fourth president for his troubles getting 11 and a half points still on this game. It is 134 and a half and we've been seeing this bounce around a little bit. I'm seeing some places that are lowering this more and more. I do think that you probably get a little bit better than 11 and a half. And I'm thinking that this is going to be a situation that I know our good friend Josh Applebaum loves because you've got the trendy dog here in James Madison. A lot of people take a look at them. Blowing up Buffalo. They were able to just completely land base Howard. Problem is, the teams that they have knocked off this year stink. They have not knocked off a team that has been better than 500 all season long when they had their one big step-up game against North Carolina a few weeks ago. They lost by 16, and the DK Nation write-up is going to be centered around that. I like Virginia laying the points. I like them up to a minus 12. I really don't want to be laying too much more than a minus 12 just because... With Virginia, this is a team that they play at a little bit more of a slow, methodical style. As a matter of fact, out of 362 D1 or 63 D1 teams, they rank in the bottom 15. And that's actually faster than normal for them. This is a real tortoise of a team. But the reason why Virginia is averaging darn near 75 points per game, they are incredibly efficient on the offensive end. As a matter of fact, they rank eighth in the country in terms of points scored on a per possession basis. A lot of this thanks to their backcourt duo. Reese Beekman, Kia Clark. 
a combined 9.8 assists to 3.8 turnovers per game. They're lighting it up in the top 10 in all of college basketball in terms of three-point shooting percentage. Actually, both of these teams are. Both of these teams shooting between 41.5 and 42.5% from three-point range. But with that said, you've got a Virginia team that at home, they're allowing opponents to shoot only about 30.5% from three-point range. And this is going to be a battle of styles because you do have a James Madison team that really what makes this engine go, they go about nine to 10 deep in terms of their rotations is they're looking to be a heat-seeking missile that is getting a bunch of turnovers. As a matter of fact, they are 30th in the country in terms of turnovers forced on a per-possession basis. They are 34th in terms of steals forced on a per-possession basis as darn near 23% of opponents' possessions have been ending in a turnover this is a Virginia team, though, that is just one of 11 teams in D1 college basketball with fewer than 10 turnovers per game. They've done a great job of being able to hold on to the ball. So I do think that it's a very interesting spot here. And I do think that Virginia, just with the way that they've been able to knock off these good teams, they were out here a few weeks ago in lovely Las Vegas. They took down Baylor. They were able to take down Illinois. The superior competition that they have been able to slay other than James Madison, who like I said, they have not knocked off a single team with a winning record this season. I think that that really warrants something, and I'm willing to lay up to 12 with Virginia. That is the DK Nation pick Virginia on the spread. I also do think that this is a big revenge spot for Virginia because they actually lost to James Madison last season, and if you recall the matchup that these two teams had last season, James Madison, they weren't quite as terrific with their little bit more of a slow be able to get a bunch of steel sort of style as they were at this time this season. But that said, it was a James Madison team that they really played to the style of Virginia. And I do think that their style is going to win out. So as a result, I also did set my total at 132 and a half. So right up is on Virginia on the spread. Also set my total at 132 and a half. So I'm also going to be taking a look at this total under. I know that we've got some listeners out there in the great state of Pennsylvania and more specifically out there in the city of Philadelphia. One of my favorite things are these Philly 5 matchups, and we're going to have one on Tuesday. 6-15, 6-16 on the board. Temple, the Owls, are going to be playing us to St. Joe's. We always give our ode to Lane Kiffin when he said go Owls while he was with Florida Atlantic, but that said, with Temple, between an 11 and 11.5 point favorite is what you're finding them at. Total is anywhere between 141 and 141.5, and very intriguing spot because Temple just feels like a top-heavy team that I sort of question what they're going to be able to get down low moving forward because They've got two guys that are able to go into takeover mode in the backcourt. That'd be K-Leaf Battle along Damian Dunn. These two guys are getting her done. 36.8 points per game between these two. Battle's shooting 39% from three. Dunn is shooting 35% from three. These two guys combined to shoot about 92 to 93% at the free throw line. Problem is, you don't necessarily have a lot of rebounding with the team. Jemiah Reynolds, who comes in from Central Florida, he's been able to give the team 6.3 rebounds per game, but... Nick Jordan, who stepped up last season. He's only been able to deliver about four points, 3.3 rebounds per game. You've got someone like a Kerr Jung-Koo who comes in from Northern Colorado. Liked him while he was over there. He's given the team about one point, two and a half rebounds per game. You're just expecting a little bit more out of them. And for St. Joe's, it certainly has been a rough season, to say the least, to start out with for them. But I do think that they are going to be able to show through very well in this spot because they've got a really good starter in Eric Reynolds II. He's able to do it all for the team. 20 points, two and a half boards, a little bit over a steal per game, shooting 44% from three-point range. Now, it's whether or not they're going to be able to get some support from the other guys. They bring in Lynn Greer, who was at Duquesne, a little bit of an afterthought. They've turned him into the main facilitator, and he's been able to give out three and a half assists per game. His big bugaboo is he and Eric Reynolds, they combine for about 7.1 turnovers per game. I believe that that is the most turnovers of any top two scoring duo in college basketball right now, but they've also got a Temple team that they're turning the ball over right around 14 times per game themselves. And Temple, they don't force a lot of turnovers. They only get right around 11 and a half per game. So that really takes out the biggest kryptonite that you've got with the St. Joe's team, one that has been a little bit underachieving, but you have for the Temple team as well, someone like a Christian Wilborn. He's been able to come in off the bench, be able to give the team six and a half points. He's been having a really rough time being able to make his threes, and you're able to say that a lot about the team as Ajikbe Obiana, who last season for the simple team down low, he was able to do his, or for the St. Joe's team, I should say, he was able to do a solid job down low. He was able to pull in their seven boards, 12 points per game. He's down to about seven and a half points, right around four and a half rebounds per game, but 
If you take a look at some of the competition that St. Joe's played, they began this, this season against Houston. I don't envy anyone that has to play Houston at this point. They've had a couple of tough Philly five matchups already. I do think that this is a St. Joe's team that is a little bit better than the results would indicate. It's been a little bit of a rough go of it. And as a result, I did set St. Joe's more around a nine-point underdog. I don't think that they're going to be able to win this game outright by any stretch of the imagination, but I do think that they're going to hold in there. St. Joe's been a little bit cold in terms of their offense in general. They've been turning the ball over a lot. They aren't necessarily going as up-tempo as they have in past seasons. It just feels like Coach Billy Lang doesn't necessarily have that blend out there, but this is far from a super-duper up-tempo team, or up-tempo temple team as well as they're a bunch that they rank right around 150th in terms of their defensive efficiency. They're a team that has always been towards bottom half of college basketball under Aaron McKee in terms of total possessions per game. So I do like this little under semi total of 139. And with St. Joe's, we'll take anything of double figures with them, which we're seeing across the board. So I do think we've got a little bit of value there. And hopefully we can find a little bit of value with this one as well as we've got UW Milwaukee on the road facing off against Chattanooga. 619, 620 on the betting board. I very nearly went to UW-Milwaukee, and right now UW-Milwaukee, anywhere between an 8 and an 8.5 point underdog. Draw game is anywhere between 144.5 and 145.5. Love has went a little bit too far with this UW-Milwaukee team. UW-Milwaukee has been able to win five straight games, but they've been doing it against Southeast Missouri State, UC Davis, Boston U, and with this UW-Milwaukee team, I actually love what Bart Lundy has been able to do. He was at Queens NC, led them to 30 wins at the D2 level last season. And it's a big reason why Queens NC is now at the D1 level, but you really don't have a lot outside of BJ Freeman in terms of scoring. He's been able to deliver for the team about 10 and a half points per game. And now they're taking a step up in competition as this is a UW-Milwaukee team that they really don't have anyone that gives you more than six rebounds per game. And now they have to go up against giant of the earth and one of the most underrated players in all of college basketball, Jake Stevens. Jake Stevens, 21 points, nine boards, three assists. She's 50% from three as a true seven-footer. I mean, good grief. Best of luck being able to guard that. And then on top of that, you bring in someone from Auburn in Jamal Johnson, who I was at Auburn two seasons ago. He's averaging right around nine points per contest. He's been able to give the team 10 points per game. You've been able to have Dalvin White come in from UC USC Upstate. He's been able to do a good job, nine points, right around three and a half assists per game. You still have some holdovers from the old regime as they made a coaching change last offseason. Dan Earl is out in the fold, and he was able to maintain someone like an A.J. Caldwell. He's able to give you a couple of assists, a couple of rebounds per game, and for UW-Milwaukee, just a lot of guys looking for their role in general. They're very weak in the post. They've been taking down a lot of teams recently, but they've been doing so against lesser competition. You got someone like Justin Thomas. He's able to give you eight and a half points. Five boards per contest as a six foot seven, little bit of a combo player. And I will say, Ahmad Rain, who comes in from Oregon State, he's been able to help this team out quite a bit. Nine and a half points. Currently shooting 50% from three. Take that with a grain of salt because he's taken, I believe, six threes. So that is something that is always needing to be taken note of. And for UW Milwaukee, this is one of the lesser defenses that you are going to find out there. I do think that UW Milwaukee going to be. Just in for a little bit of a too big of a step up in competition. I did set Chattanooga as a 12-point favorite. I'm willing to lay it. I also did set my total at 144. So you're seeing this total in the neighborhood of about a 145-ish. I'd be willing to take a look at that under. And something else that we're going to be taking a look at is just what we're going to be getting in the next week in general. And we join, we are going to be joined next by Tom Cunningham, a tremendous sports betting analyst and a man that does a great job with all the stats. He joins me next here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. And we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. And great to be joined by our guest, Tom Cunningham, is a terrific sports betting analyst and just a man with all the sets. If you take a look at his Twitter feed, this man literally is up 24 7 posting up stats, trends, what have you, to help out with your bets. And, Tom, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. I appreciate you for uh, having me on, Greg. Thanks so much. And thanks for the uh, kind words uh, about the uh, trends and tweets and whatnot. Uh, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you, my friend. And I do appreciate the fact that we've got some relatively solid NBA games that are going to be on deck for Tuesday. And this team has been a big fascination because, I mean, last time we were talking, the Lakers were one of the biggest fades that you could find not just in the NBA, but really in all of sports. And they've turned over a bit of a new leaf recently. They are, have the most readily available lines in terms of these NBA games, as a lot of these are just starting to get up on the board right now because you have injury concerns, guys that might be resting, what have you. But with that said, in terms of Lakers versus the Cleveland Cavaliers, Cavaliers are in most places a four and a half point favorite, seeing a couple straight fours with a total of 224. Is this a time to continue to ride? the absolute hot streak that we are seeing with the Lakers, or are they going to be cooling off a little bit? Well, it's tough because like you said, the Lakers were basically fade machines to begin the year, uh, but they've won three in a row. Now they've actually covered five of six. They've covered eight of 10 games uh, actually overall. And so it's kind of hard for me to fade the Lakers right now. Now they are on the road where they don't cover typically well. The Lakers, they failed to cover seven of eight road games after winning as an underdog the game prior so they don't bounce back very well against the spread when going on the road and the Cavs are a really good team you know not for nothing but they are an Eastern Conference contender the Cavs they've covered 11 of 17 games when playing as the favorites historically the Lakers they do have the Cavs number uh the Lakers they've won four or five against Cleveland they've covered three or four against Cleveland as well so it's kind of back and forth right now. The Cavs, they've won six in a row at home. There's just a lot to like about both teams. So I actually go to the uh, the point total market here. And you mentioned the 224, Greg. I think going under, that is perfectly fine. In Cleveland this year, they're only averaging 219 points per game, which is good for a 5-6 and six OU record. Uh, Cleveland, they're going under like madmen. They've gone under in five straight games. They've gone under in eight of nine overall as well. Uh, so I just think the under is the safer bet of the two in terms of looking at trends right now, because quite frankly, the Lakers are playing very, very well. You don't really want to bet against them. And Cleveland at home, uh, they're just tough to beat. So I look at the point total here. Yep, I can't blame you there. I do think that in terms of this Lakers team, it's just hard to be able to make heads or tails out of them at this point because they were so bad to begin the season. Now they're actually playing relatively respectably. Is this them turning over a new leaf? Is it them just having a hot run from Anthony Davis? Who knows? And do you have anything in terms of props? Because I know that you do a good job of taking a look at some of those as well. And I think that Anthony Davis very much of fascination right now with his streak. So I don't have uh, any best place for Anthony Davis, but I do have some trends for him. Uh, And you mentioned that he's just on a hot streak right now. Uh, AD, he scored 37 points or more 
in four straight games when the Lakers are an underdog. And I'm looking at his line right now. You can get Anthony Davis for uh, over 27 and a half points, right around minus 110, minus 115. It's a bit high over, you know, 27 and a half. But again, the guy's on a hot streak, 37 or more points in four straight as an underdog. And then in the rebounding department, uh, you can get Anthony Davis for over 12 and a half rebounds at minus 110. He has seen 13 or more rebounds in eight of 10 games. So Unibrow is just on a huge streak right now. He's on a he's in a real hot phase right now on the court. I wouldn't be opposed to taking Anthony Davis, but again, those totals are a bit high in the prop market. So I'm actually looking at LeBron James. If he's going to get the green light to start over six and a half assists, Greg, at plus 115. LeBron, he has seen seven or more assists in 11 of 14 games when taking on a former team. Uh, and as everyone knows, he played for the Cleveland Cavaliers yes. in the past. So looking at that, that's really the only plus value I like in terms of prop betting. I do like Darius Garland over his assist total. That line has not come out yet, but Darius Garland, he's seen 10 or more dimes in five of six home games when taking on the Western Conference. So I do like uh, the assist market for prop betting this game between LeBron James and Darius Garland. Yeah, that is very interesting. And with LeBron James, don't lose sight of him because he's a guy that can really light it up as well. Let's take a look at this Detroit Pistons and Miami Heat game. In my opinion, probably the biggest dud of the night as you've got the Heat <laughs> as an 8.5-point favorite. Your total on this game is 221. What do you make out of this game? Because with the Miami Heat, they got off to a little bit of a cold start to begin the season, now getting Jimmy Butler back in the fold after he was out for a lot of those losses. That is very impactful for them. And with the Pistons, eh, it's a little bit of rebuild mode for them, but they have had a couple signs of brightness here as well. What do you make out of this game? Because I do think that it's rather interesting, but clearly the Heat, bit of a better team. Oh, yeah. Well, the Heat are definitely a better team, and I know they've kind of gone through a little turmoil this year with injuries or whatnot. But even before that, the Heat have just not been impressive this year uh, in general to me in terms of covering the spread. Uh, they've been atrocious against the spread this year, the Miami Heat. So it's kind of tough for me to take them. They're only 8-15-1 and 15 and one against the spread this year. That's actually – that ranks 28th in the entire NBA. So they're right at the bottom in terms of covering the spread. You almost want to take the Pistons because the Heat are so bad at covering <laughs> the spread. Uh, they failed to cover the spread in seven straight home games when playing the second game of a back-to-back. -back. So they don't play back-to-backs very well at home. Uh, so I guess I'll take the Pistons to cover the uh, eight and a half in this one. But look, the Pistons, they're, they're not going to win this game. They've lost 14 straight against the East. Uh, so I would think Miami wins this game. Hey, maybe you live bet this for the Heat. Uh, but I think, you know, I think this is one you either stay away from or you just ride with the Pistons at eight and a half just because I can't trust the Heat covering the spread right now. Yeah, it's been really tough for them. And like you mentioned, with the Detroit Pistons, it is a relatively uh, grody spot for them as well. And <laughs> this, in my opinion, is going to be a really good game between the Mavericks and the Denver Nuggets. I mean, with the way that Luka Doncic had that 40-point triple-double a few nights ago, he has been rock solid. And as we know, the Joker, he's able to pull off his magic as well. It certainly has been an interesting season for the Denver Nuggets as well because last we're going to call it two seasons with all the injuries that they've dealt with. They've had a lot of shuffling parts. They've had a lot of guys in and out of the fold, to say the least, as they're now dealing with Michael Porter Jr. being out once again. So what else is new there? But where do you stand in terms of this one with it being about a five-point line with the favorite being Denver? Yeah, and we just I just talked about the Heat being terrible at covering the spread. Uh, I think one of the other teams that's at the very bottom of the league in terms of covering the spread is the Dallas Mavericks. Actually, um, as I'm looking at it, they are ranked 30th in the NBA Ooh. in terms of covering the spread. They're just 7-16 and 16 against the spread this year. It's real tough to trust Dallas right now. Now they're hitting the road, taking on a pretty good Denver squad. Dallas, they failed to cover 7 of 10 road games. Uh, they failed to cover 16 of 22 overall. They failed to cover 10 straight games after winning at home the game prior. There's just not a lot to like about Dallas. There's not a lot of conviction in them covering the spread this year. And now you go to Denver. I don't know if that changes so I'm fine with taking Denver. Uh, I got them at four and a half right now. I think that's fine. They've covered the spread in five of eight games when playing at home. They've covered the spread in three of four when playing as the favorite. Uh, so I do think that is all justified in terms of taking Denver uh, to cover the spread over Dallas. I will say this, though. If you are a little bit weary on picking a winner here, I actually do like the point total going over. Now, the point total has gone under a lot in Denver this year. It's actually gone under in six of eight games in Denver this season. Uh, and there's about 222 points per game 
scored in Denver this year. So that would tell you to go under. Uh, but I'm going to go over here. Dallas, they've gone over in three or four games. Denver, they've gone over in four or five after going under the game prior. Uh, and then Dallas, they've gone over the point total in six straight road games when playing the second game of a back-to-back. Uh, so I do think there's a little bit of conviction there in terms of the point total going over. But, Greg, my best bet overall, I think, is Denver uh, laying the points at four and a half. Yep, and Denver such a fascinating team. And do you have anything in terms of props for either of the two games that we just went through, whether that be the Heat game or this one between Dallas and Denver? Because I do think that in terms of Dallas versus Denver, probably the best possibilities for some overs with so many star players out there. And obviously, we're going to be on Luka watch once again. I, you know what? You brought you brought it up a few times now. I think Luka uh, for the double-double or the triple-double, just look at what odds you're going to get. Um, now, it's obviously not going to be tremendous odds that you get for most players. Uh, however, I do think that with Luka Doncic out there and the fact that, as you mentioned, the injury bug has kind of hit both of these teams. You just don't know who's going to be out there, and that's especially true for the Miami Heat. Uh, so I would be weary prop betting the Heat, and then I would also be a little bit weary with the Denver Nuggets, but I do like Luka Doncic in this game. Just look at his triple-double and double-double odds. You might be able to get some good value there. I always think that that's so interesting to take a look at as well, because in terms of betting a double-double prop, instead of maybe like total points, total rebounds, something of that nature, as we've got about 45 seconds, is it one of those things where you sort of have it correlated? Do you bet both? Do you just bet one individually? Because I always think that that is interesting because I've never really gotten into just betting like a double-double or something like that. Yeah, because in my experience, those buy you a category because it could be, well, it could be rebounds, it could be assists, it could be points. It could, you know, so you get a versatile player like Luke Donick and you're not specified to one of the three categories. You are available to get any of the three categories. And then not for nothing, you get guys like Serge Ibaka with the blocks available, although that is rare. Um, it is a good strategy to be wary of. Absolutely. And what else is a good strategy is getting great guests on the show. And Tom, he certainly is one of those. And we're going to be rejoined by Tom Cunningham coming up next. Taking a look at some football here on VSIN Esports Bank Network. Peterson himself on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Make game day a little bit more chill with some extra cash. Play for free during the college football season with Coors Lake College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at $5,000 in weekly cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Coors Lake Pick'em now to join in on the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of a freshman, 21 years or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply. See DraftKings.com for details, and please do drink responsibly. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Great to be rejoined by Tom Cunningham. Does great work as a sports betting analyst and really one of the best statisticians that you're able to find out there. If you take a look at his Twitter feed, he's just got things littered with regards to betting trends that we are seeing, what have you. That's at underscore TJ. KC underscore. So that is all together to to make sure I got the handle correct. But that said, let's take a look at a game that I'm sure is going to have some very fascinating trends. And that is Thursday night football. As it is going to be a contest that involves a team that is out here in lovely Las Vegas, the Raiders, going on the road against the Rams. And we find the Rams, the reigning Super Bowl champions, a 6.0 underdog against a team with a sub 500 record. I'm not thinking that there's too many trends to be able to take a look at a reigning Super Bowl champion who are a six-point home underdog against a team that is sub-500, but that said, where do you stand in terms of this one as Raiders have been able to come on strong, win three straight games, and with the Rams, they just need to find enough bodies to be able to field the team in this game. Yeah, and it's kind of which you know which Raider team do you trust here? Uh, do you trust the good, high, pro, high offensive, prolific Derek Carr MVP looking Raider team, or do we go with the Raiders that typically uh, stink on the road? They're not good on the road, Greg. So I'm, I'm real weary about this game, uh, but I am going to take the Raiders. If I need to make a bet prior to the game uh, at six and six, six and a half, I guess I'll take the Raiders. I just think this is a good live betting situation for the Raiders uh, again, because I don't trust them at all on the road. Um, some road trends here for the Raiders. They've actually lost six of eight straight up on the road. Now you did mention they're on a three game winning streak. So the two games that they won straight up on the road were actually their last two games. And part of this three game winning streak, 
So, you know, there is the trend that, well, the Raiders, they've won three in a row. Uh, they're, you know, turning it around right now. They're only five and seven. There's a lot of football to be played. They could still make the playoffs. Um, so I do think there is that story of the Raiders. But on the road, they're terrible. Like I said, they're just two and six straight up in their last eight on the road. They failed to cover the spread in eight road games when playing as a favorite as well. So when they're expected to win on the road, they don't show up more times than not. So I'm just a bit weary about the Raiders in general for this Thursday night game. However, when push comes to shove, the recent trends are there for the Raiders. Like I said, they've won three in a row. They've won their last two road games, even though they've lost six of eight. Um, so I do, you know, if, if push comes to shove, I do think taking the Raiders uh, at six is is the better play uh, on the board. And the Rams, look, not for nothing. I know the Raiders, they struggle on the road, but the Rams, they're not much better. They're just one and four and one ATS over their last six games. So over their last six, they've only covered once. They've lost six games in a row straight up. They're two and six ATS in their last eight games when playing in SoFi Stadium. So they don't play very well at home. And not for nothing, but John Walford's at quarterback. Uh, and he's only started two games this year, I believe it is. Yep. And he's getting hit a lot. Seven sacks they've given up in the two games he's played in. Uh, the Rams are 31st in sacks allowed. They uh, give up 3.5 per game. Uh, so when you look at all these things, I, I just think the Raiders win. The reason I recommend the live bet, though, Gray, is because that six does worry me. I don't know if they cover that on the road. But again, if you must make a pregame bet, I think the Raiders at six is fine. But I'm looking to live bet them in this one. Yep, and to your point about the Raiders, they were down 10-0 to in that game against the Chargers. They come back and they win that game rather comfortably. So you're able to find some good in-game numbers there. And have there been any other NFL teams that have been taking a look at in-game? Because I feel like there have been a few trends this season. The Eagles won. I know that that was very prevalent towards the beginning part of the season. And we saw them against the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. They just put a walloping on them in the first half. They were able to run and hide with that game. Have there been any other teams that you sort of have been looking to either fade them in the game? Have you been maybe looking to take some teams in terms of a first half, second half, what have you? Because I do feel like there have been more teams with those trends this season than really ever before. Well, I will say, uh, as someone who's watched the Falcons a ton, I used to jokingly oh. say all the time, if the Falcons are winning at halftime, hammer the money line on their opponent uh, because they will blow a lead. It's just in their bloods. It didn't matter what coach we had. We could have Jim Mora Jr. We could have Mike Smith. Uh, it really, it, Dan Quinn, the Falcons are choke artists. Now, I know that that, that stigma is kind of gone. It left the building with Matt Ryan uh, as he went to Indianapolis. And we all saw, see how that's working out right now with the Colts. Uh, but I do think maybe the Falcons, you know, if, if you're going to go down that boat, um, you know, they are, they are known choke artists and it, you know, from someone who's from Atlanta, it is almost a city thing. It's not even just an Atlanta Falcon thing. We're just so used to blowing leads in Atlanta. So maybe look at the Falcons in that regard, but they do have a buy this week. Uh, so you couldn't use that strategy, uh, this week in the NFL, unfortunately, but I would say Atlanta, uh, they, they do blow leads typically well. <laughs> so maybe look at their opponents. Uh, if you know, the opponent for the Falcons is trailing at halftime. Yep, I do think that that is a nice look there, and I know that you've got a few player props in terms of this Monday or this Thursday night football game as well, and I do think that it is very interesting to take a look at because probably not going to fire in on too many Rams player props just because we don't know who the heck is going to be out there, and typically when you've got injury concerns like for the Rams, you're able to put on their, oh, I don't know, the entire team. That makes it very tough for bookmakers to post any sort of a number, but I know you've got a few in terms of the Raiders who have fewer injury concerns. Yeah, and um, I'm looking at the defense here. Now, I'll get to Devontae Adams in a minute. But as I mentioned before, the Rams are giving up a ton of sacks. The Raiders have been sack machines over the last three games, their three-game winning streak. They've gotten eight, nine, ten. They've gotten 11 total sacks. Uh, they had five last week. Uh, they had three sacks against Seattle, and they also had three against Denver. And it's mainly Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. So look at those two for a possible uh, sack prop on Thursday night. And then look at Devontae Adams. He scored a touchdown in four or five games. He has also scored two touchdowns in three of his last five games. And there are not odds out yet for player prop betting, but I would look towards uh, Chandler Jones and Max Crosby for possible sacks. And then Devontae Adams in a two touchdown prop market. Uh, you can typically see better odds for two touchdowns because uh, for obvious reasons, you have to score twice, but Devontae Adams, Typically minus value uh, in touchdown prop betting. So I would probably look for two touchdowns there if possible. Yeah, he has been absolutely on fire. 
Ever since I traded him for my fantasy football league, he has taken off after that one reception game. So go figure there. And then how about if we throw at you this game? Because it's one of the most fascinating games just because we have not seen a line like this in quite a while, especially in this season in the NFL where points have been quite scarce. The Cowboys are a 17-point favorite against the Houston Texans, a Texans team that has covered one out of their last seven games. They've got one straight-up win overall. And the Cowboys, they're coming off of a 33-point fourth quarter against the Colts. That has to be the first-ever 33-point quarter in a quarter just because to have a quarter land on 33 is just very strange in and of itself. But what do you make out of this game? And is there any side that you might be leaning towards or anything that you're noticing in general in terms of this one? Well, I mean, 17 is obviously insanely high. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that if you want to take the Cowboys, you know, feel free to do so. They've covered the spread in 10 of 11 when taking on a team with a losing record. So they have great success against teams that they're supposed to have success against in terms of covering the spread. I think the points or uh, yeah, the point total going under is also OK. I've noticed that it's gone under in three straight meetings between these two teams. Houston, they're four and eight on the over under this year. And uh, Houston, they've gone under in four straight games overall. So I think going under is, is a fine play. Uh, I'm looking at 45 right now. I just don't see the Houston Texans offense doing much, um, even if Dallas runs away with this one. Yeah, with the Cowboys just been intriguing to take a look at them because everything that they were doing well with Cooper Rush, it feels like they've translated that to Dak Prescott and that has led to a nice turnaround for them. And then how about this one as well? It's very rare that you find a touchdown underdog when it comes to a home team with a winning record, but we find that with the Giants, and they're going up against the Eagles, and I was asking you about teams that we might be finding some trends with, but it feels like every one of those close games that the Giants are in, they seem to be able to cover. I was going to say win, but they found themselves in a tie against the Washington Commanders, so there's that. They were able to cover the spread, but... What are you taking a look at in terms of Eagles versus Giants? Because with the Giants, I don't think that they're as good as the record would indicate, but they certainly have been able to do a great job closing out games this season. Yeah, and they've covered uh, seven of eight games as the underdog. So this is a role that they are very comfortable in, and now they're at home in a divisional game. Um, and divisional games, I'm a bit weary about with the spread because they could go in either direction. I'm actually looking at the point total again here. Uh, the over-under is 3-8-2 and two with two pushes. For games played in MetLife Stadium this year, so East Rutherford typically goes under a lot this season. Uh, the Giants, they've gone under in seven of eight home games as the underdog, and the under has also hit in three of the last four meetings between these two teams. So in terms of all the best plays for Eagles-Giants, I actually like the point total, but if you are looking at the spread, I actually think the Giants are okay in taking in this one. Yep, and it's been interesting to take a look at the Giants, and it's always great to have Tom Cunningham aboard. He's a terrific sports analyst, and coming up next, we're going to be joined by Grant Mitchell. He's a co-host of the Fade the Public podcast, talking some NFL with him next here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with the World Cup in full swing. Now is the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log into Bet Rivers every single match day and receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has the latest odds, lines, and boosts to be able to create the perfect match day experience. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Great to be joined by our guest as this man is the co-host of the Fade the Public podcast, a man that does some work over there at Forbes, as it is Grant Mitchell. You're able to follow on Twitter at Mile Mitchell altogether. And, great, and Grant, great to have you aboard. Thank you. Hey, thank you for having me back. It's always a wonderful time coming back here. We were chatting over the intermission about some of your college basketball wizardry. I got to say, this guy's cheat sheet is a must look at every morning. Absolutely, and it had your Virginia Tech Hokies knocking off North Carolina, which that was a very, very nice win for both of us, for you, for your alma mater, and for me in terms of just being able to get to the window and make some money. And let's try to be able to make some money in terms of these NFL games this week as I do think that we've got ourselves a very interesting card, and I do want to lead off with a spot that I just think is very fascinating in general. It's the Eagles and the Giants, with the Eagles being a touchdown under, or the Eagles being a touchdown favorite, I should say, on the road of 45 and a half. This is a number that it was on the look at numbers right around six to six and a half. It's now gotten to a full seven in a lot of spots. And I don't think that the Giants are as good as their record would indicate, but this feels a little bit disrespectful in a divisional matchup. Having a team as a home touchdown underdog when they've been able to prove time and time again they're able to get the job done in these spots. Yeah, I agree with you. This is very much a sort of double-edged sword for betters, and the fact that it is landing on that number of seven makes it all the more harder to predict. The Philadelphia Eagles have been the best team in the NFL this season. They started undefeated, got out to 8-0, had their first loss, but they've rebounded really well. There were concerns that they were starting to fall off a little bit. A lot of that, I think, coincided with the injury to Jordan Davis, their nose tackle, who's been a huge run stopper even as a rookie. But he came back in, and what happened? They completely shut down Derrick Henry. That's going to bode well for them going up against a team in the Giants that likes to run the ball. We know they have Daniel Jones, who has been nicknamed by his teammates affectionately the Vanilla Vic. They have Saquon Barkley, who has been in a bit of a slump lately, but he was leading the league in rushing yards for the first half of the season or so. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. The net fact that it does land on seven is going to make it harder, like I said and like you mentioned. If I had to be on a line here, I would probably be on the Eagles, seeing what they just did to the Titans. I think the Titans are a very well-coached group. They're a very physical group. So the fact that the Eagles were able to get after them spoke a lot to me. The Giants, I don't have a ton of faith in them. They just went to the end of overtime with the Washington Commanders and got a, a tie. That's going to zap some energy out of these guys going forward. If I'm picking a side, I am picking the Eagles. I'm not sure about you, but that's what I would be with. And I do think that if you are taking a look at the Eagles, try to shop around for a six and a half because I could see this being a game that lands on seven where you get a push. And if you're taking a look at the Giants, you want to make sure you're getting at least a seven as well for that exact reason. And this is a game that I find to be very intriguing as well with the Ravens and the Steelers because on the look at line, it was the Ravens being a four and a half point favorite. As we know, Lamar Jackson, he gets hurt. He's not going to be playing in this game, but I take a look at Tyler Hundley. He was solid as a backup last season. Certainly not a guy that I think you want to be like building your franchise around handing hundreds of millions of dollars to or anything like that. But you know what? A guy that could come in, hold down the fort. It's a Pittsburgh team that they themselves have been looking a little bit more solid. But I don't know if I can agree with this big of a move. With the Ravens, like I said, look at M-Lion was four and a half. Now we're finding the Steelers as a three-point favorite. And I think that now there's all of a sudden a lot of value on the Ravens. Because while Lamar Jackson is terrific, he had been slumping a little bit. And I don't know if the 
Fall off from Lamar Jackson to Hundley is seven and a half points. Yeah, so this is interesting. And I've got to say that I empathize with the betters who are going to be going with the Ravens here. I'm personally going to be on the Steelers side of things, but I can see both sides. I want to propose that the Steelers might actually be a decent football team right now. They're coached by Mike Tomlin, who has never had a losing record in all the years that he's been a head coach in the NFL. Kenny Pickett is all of a sudden protecting the ball, hasn't turned it over in a few weeks. He's picking up yards, if nothing else. Najee Harris has remembered how to run the football. The O-linemen have remembered how to block. T.J. Watt is back in the lineup. He doesn't have a sack since returning from injury, but he has a forced fumble, and he's getting a lot more attention from the opposing offensive lines. I think they have a lot going for them. I was on them heavy going into Atlanta last weekend. Maybe I'm trying to pay them back for paying me back in the first place, but I could also see why somebody would be inclined to go with the Ravens. Like you said, Lamar, we have this image in our head of him as the MVP candidate because he had in just otherworldly first three weeks to the season. But the last month, two months, he honestly wasn't that good. He was mediocre. So the fact you're going to Tyler Huntley, who is a facsimile of sorts of Lamar Jackson. Now he's never going to be as electric as Lamar was, but he does the same sort of things. He's used to operating the same sort of style. I could see the transition not being as harsh as you would find in other offenses where the quarterback, the starting quarterback and the backup aren't totally aligned in their skill set. So there's a lot going for both teams here. The main thing I would point is that the three of the four Ravens losses this season, they've been blown double digit fourth quarter leads. That really turns me off. So I know I would want to get the win, but the fact I can still get a push out of a field goal win, I would like to stick with the Steelers here and trust in the coaching. Not that Harbaugh is a bad coach, but Tomlin has proven that he's getting the most out of his guys lately, and I want to stick with the hot hand. And anyone that hears that said about them blowing all those fourth quarter leads, I was on all four. So you're able to feel a little bit better about that. It has certainly been a little bit of a rough go of it there. And speaking of a rough go of it, the entire Denver Broncos season. I mean, nothing more needs to be said there. It has been terrible. And with the Chiefs, they are about a nine-point favorite on the road. I don't know if I'm willing to lay nine on the road with the Chiefs going to elevation, but this is a Broncos team that I have pretty much sworn off, and I am not willing to take a look at them right now. Do you have any sort of read on this game? Because I do think that with the Chiefs, they certainly are the better team. Let's call it what it is. The coaching advantage, it can't be any bigger in this spot. I just have a little bit of trepidation with the number, but at the same time, I just can't get there on the Broncos unless if I am pretty much being handed someone else's money to be able to bet for them. So that way I don't have anything to risk because I don't want to put a cent on this team at this point. Hey, Greg, I'll just let you know right now. If you've got any of those people in your life, send them my contact yeah. information. I'd be happy to bet <laughs> other people's money for them. Listen, this is a really fun story that I want to share. My mom, love my mom, grew up as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, never lived in Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania, anything like that. Moved to Virginia, becomes a Washington, you know, football team fan, Washington Commanders these days. She moves out to Colorado in 2018, and all of a sudden she is a Denver Broncos fan. So I'll admit it wasn't just her. I was hyping her up over the offseason. I said, you got Russell Wilson. You guys are a bona fide Super Bowl contender now. I don't necessarily care so much that I'm wrong, but she is definitely going through it. So every oh. week I get the brief about what's going on up there in Denver. I am all the way out on the Broncos, like you mentioned. We can talk about Russell Wilson ad nauseum, but we don't even have to. We can focus on the head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, nothing has gone right there. They're definitely going to be in the market for a head coach this offseason. I was telling my mom, if they're going to go after somebody, I think they need to go after Sean Payton. Now, I think Payton is holding out for other jobs, but I could see him going to a reputable franchise like the Broncos and trying to get the best out of Russell Wilson. But that's all in the future. If we're analyzing this matchup, we need to look at the past first. Mahomes is undefeated against the Broncos since becoming the starter for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's also 9-4 and four coming off of a loss. And this was not just any loss the Chiefs took last week. It was to the Cincinnati Bengals making Patrick Mahomes 0-3 against Joe Burrow. That is going to light a fire in these guys. They already own Denver. I think they're going to go in there. They're going to try to hang 40 points on them. The Broncos are averaging less than 14 points per game. Yes, it's a big spread, but it's not even double digits. Patrick Mahomes is worth two scores over this current Broncos team, in my estimation. Yep, it has just been a really, really rough go of it in general for Denver. And 
We'll give you guys a pro tip right now, vcin.com slash subscribe for all of these. Do take a look at experience as well with regards to handicapping. Do not undermine that. And we've got a lot of experience with regards to the Cowboys. They've been an experienced team in terms of the defense, being able to do an amazing job. I don't know if they're quite able to cover 17 points. And speaking of experience, the Texans have been able to experience a lot of heartbreak this season, but we got about a minute for this one. Where do you stand in terms of the 17 point line that we're seeing between Cowboys and Texans? Because I think the Cowboys should be able to win this game easily. I don't know if I could get there on 17 though. I absolutely cannot. Greg, you're a, you're a betting industry expert. I don't know if you want to call yourself a savant, whatever your title is, you are aware that there's a strategy that if there's a double digit favorite in the NFL, you bet the underdog pretty much no matter who's playing. Now that's not always the case, but we're taking that to a whole nother level. We're going from 10 to 17 for the Dallas Cowboys. Whether it's fair or not, the Cowboys have a reputation of building you up just to bring you back down. The Texans also have only lost by this more than this total one time the entire season. I know they're bad. I know they're bad, but it feels like the odds makers are just taking a jab at them now. Yeah, and I prefer the phrase schmuck to be able to, to be able to describe myself as it is always great to have Grant Mitchell aboard. He does a great job over there at the Fade the Public podcast. You're able to download that wherever you get your podcasts. And coming next, taking a look at some college basketball for Tuesday here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.